You're checking out the Nifty Q Show. All right, good morning, good evening, good night. Another Nifty Q Show. I'm sitting here with my good friend, Gift Dead. I'm going to have a good interview with my man. He's going to talk everything Nifty Castle, everything DBs, Witchy GF, Rob Boss Dow, Building in ETH. I mean, this guy's all over the place, man. I, I, he's just building everywhere, uh, and I'm excited to talk with him. Uh, Gif, how you doing today, my man? I'm great, man. I, you know, I'm fully out of my nine to five agency job. I'm full time. Yeah, full time crypto. Let's go. Yeah, NFTs is all I do and all I think about and all I care about now. So couldn't be happier to be here with y'all, with the lads, uh, Vlad City. And yeah, man, let's let's go. Happy Monday, GM. GM. To, to everybody out there, to any DBs, any witchy friends, any friends of the castle, GM, GM, GM to you, Nifty Q. My man. Let's go. If you guys didn't know, we had uh, GIF. And I have to say GIF because I usually say GIF like when I'm trying to say that. So if I mess that up, you're, you're just going to have to call me out. But I met GIF uh, on the show, actually. Uh, when we had you guys on NFT Live a while ago, and at the time Buffalo like kind of outed you. He was like, "You're still working, but you're trying to get get into NFTs." And like people from your work were listening. That was a that was awesome. That was a great introductory into our relationship, man. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. And shout out Buff. Uh, I haven't seen him lately. I miss him. Uh, but yeah, that was I think literally you know y'all we're so kind y'all were our first ever live nifty castle interview so thank you to again to you know nft live ronan and buff you know you for having us on and you know just believing in what we're building and uh and yeah man it was hilarious because at, at the time and most of this last year you know i've i've been side hustling mm -hmm. you know just building on the side while you know trying to keep things going with the day job and so at the time I was still very much still, still in that job. And, uh, yeah, buff, buff definitely kind of outed me there. Like, so yeah, so you're quitting, right? When are you quitting? <laughs> like, I was like, Oh man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but Hey, hey, here it is. Now you're here, man. And your journey has been awesome. And that's what we're going to kind of cover and what we're going to start with here in just a moment. want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, Society of the Hourglass. They're in the description. If you guys want to give them a check, I'm actually going to drop the link there in the chat as well. They are launching 8,888 NFTs on January 4th. That is the mint date. They're bringing nfts to hollywood they're doing all these types of things with bringing media into web3 uh really like what they're doing they're doing a digiphysical book it's super exciting stuff we had them on the channel last week so go give that episode a look too uh and i'll drop this but you know gif without further ado man give us a little bit of that backstory you touched a little bit how you were working before you got into nfts you were working full-time uh, at another gig of course what has been your journey getting into the nft space yeah what a journey it's been right um I have been working in entertainment branding and marketing for the last, you know, almost 10 years. And it's interesting, you know, you just mentioned NFTs and Hollywood, you know, with, with the sponsor. I've been working in Hollywood, you know, uh, for all the biggest entertainment brands in the world. You know, you, you could name almost any entertainment brand. Uh, and I've, I've done some kind of marketing campaign or brand campaign or strategy or something for them, uh, right? And uh, so, you know, that's my background, entertainment, branding, and marketing. I grew up as a multidisciplinary artist, uh, you know, playing music, illustrating, paintings, a lot of spray paint and graffiti art, you know, so very, very heavily influenced by skate culture, street art. And, uh, and yeah, I kind of, I went through everything trying to find my path as a creative and, uh, and, and you know, by being, I guess, a jack of many trades and being good at a lot of things, but not necessarily finding that one thing. Also, like you know, ADD. Like, let's get real. You know, like it's it's hard to keep my my focus and attention on one thing. I want to I want to do everything. So, uh, all of that different like experience, touching all the different parts of the production process and of the creative process over the last fifteen plus years. You know, working in media, marketing, production. Um, you know, and just, just like all different kinds of studios and agencies uh, led me into a very unique position where I scale creative for large brands. And so for the last couple of years, 
I've been working in influencer marketing at one of the biggest influencer agencies in the world, servicing large gaming publishers. So I, I found my niche and my specialty in, in gaming. Um, first going, you know, I, I went up to the Bay briefly to work at Electronic Arts, uh, helping to launch their new games, you know, running influencer and creative for their new, for their new games. And then uh, came back to LA and uh, was working on a lot of Ubisoft titles. Um, so, you know, all of that background and creative and doing all these different things put me in a good spot to just kind of understand the the creative process and how to manage it, I guess. And uh, and so, yeah, man, I've, I've had an incredible last few years, you know, scaling marketing and influencer campaign campaigns for all the biggest video game launches. So, so I, um, I want to stop you there, man, because I'm super interested in the gaming space and you being at those big like conglomerates, those big entities. What is it like being in like the belly of the beast creating within like those huge companies? It's really cool, but it's also can be very frustrating, right? As a creative. So it's cool because you get to see how the sausage is made and you get to have some role and some part in these massive, massive campaigns and these massive creative initiatives, right? So it's like the things that you are touching and getting to work on and strategize and help build are gonna be seen and interacted with by millions of people. And so it's like that and that whole process is very, very cool. It's, it's just awesome. Simultaneously, it can be very frustrating because there's so many stakeholders at play. Again, especially when you're talking about a company like Electronic Arts or Ubisoft or one of these massive AAA gaming publishers, you know, they're public companies, they've got shareholders, they've got a giant company, uh, you know, a clear hierarchy, uh, a bureaucracy internally. And so running creative through all of that you can imagine can just be, you know, kind of soul crushing as well at times. Um, so it's simultaneously incredibly fulfilling and also incredibly frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about how you got into NFTs. And I remember your first discussion when you were building Nifty Castle for the very first time. How did you get that light bulb moment in NFTs? Yeah, so we started the Nifty Castle on Clubhouse in January of 2021. The idea was just like, let's start building a community of artists supporting other artists that we love and that deserve, you know, a platform. But the the light bulb, the aha moment, if you will, was when I was figuring out and understanding the power of NFTs as a new creative medium and technology specifically to empower artists and humanitarians and redistribute wealth into a, a more equitable paradigm for creative types, right? And like understanding that that has a massive potential to, to change a lot of things. Um, so it really came from understanding, okay, wow, royalties now, generational wealth, ownership over the, uh, the manufacturing process and the distribution all in one without, you know, no middlemen, all this stuff. I was just like, this is a game changer mm. for artists, for creatives who are, again, largely humanitarians who care about big issues, who want to change the world and, and update, you know, change the, the broken systems that we have. And yeah, so when I when I started to understand, like, it was kind of like, for me, what I'd been waiting for my whole life as a creative, you know, part of the reason I went to school and grad school and was working at those big companies and doing corporate jobs was because I never found the avenue for myself as an artist to sustain a good living for myself, mm. right? As a digital artist, digital creative, you know, like that's been my whole life. I was, I started doing Photoshop on one of the first versions in like second grade, you know what I mean? So basically my whole life, I've been a digital creative trying to figure out how do I make a living? There have not been the, uh, the channels, the economies, there have not been uh, those options really for digital creatives to really make a good living and, and capture more of their value, right? Mm -hmm. That's what NFTs do. They allow creators and artists to capture more of their value. And so that was the aha moment that was just like, man, you know, whoa boy, my partner, I was like, homie, like, let's go, let's just start <laughs> building here. 
And, uh, and so we just started going and the idea was we'll build a banner, a destination that bridges the metaverse and the real world. And we'll start developing projects underneath that. So people can go experience the potential of NFTs as a new creative medium there. That was, that was the idea. And we just started going. Yeah, quick shout out to Pittsburgh, too, because I believe that's where you and Woe Boy uh, first got connected. But th- those early days, man, because you guys really, you know, had a good timeline of getting into the space and then actually having the light bulb moment with Nifty Castle and what you wanted to build. But for people who just got in in the last six months, it's hard to kind of talk about the clubhouse. You know, it's hard to talk about like what that energy was like back in January something weird was happening and everybody knew it you know something crazy was happening like what was the energy from your perspective in those clubhouse days and how did you connect with the people that would eventually work with you at nifty castle man i'll talk about clubhouse forever you know what i mean because you know yeah twitter spaces is is the new thing and it's popping off and a lot of the energy and attention is there you know for good reason there's there's a big opportunity with twitter spaces because it's it's a it's a suite of tools that are all built in, you know, it's got a bigger, uh, it's got a bigger, um, what do you want to call it? Uh, audience, you know, whatever there, there's a bigger platform that it's built into. So like, I get that, but clubhouse will always be like my, where my heart is. Um, not just because the difference and the vibe and the actual like user interface and like the way that the stages curate to me, a more sort of warm and inviting and inclusive, space and experience but clubhouse was there at this very pivotal uh formative important moment in time which is what you're referring to right and so there's this incredible confluence of events and things that are all happening at the same time and clubhouse was right there at the center of it and such an important tool for all of us who were de- deprived of human connection, especially again, you know, when you're talking about creatives and artists that like, that need that inspiration, that interactivity, that dynamic, like, you know, push and pull and like sharing of ideas. Um, it really was this incredible, uh, this incredible new thing that was unlocked and opened up for us when we all needed it so much. And, and on, you know, a lot of that was driven, of course, by the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, you know, very, very similar, you know, I, I like to think of the parallel between, you know, the original Renaissance and the plague. Um, I think it's, it's remarkably similar, right? So we're now entering this digital Renaissance um, that's driven again by this confluence of events, some of its technology, some of its literally like nature and what's happening like COVID. So the Renaissance, uh, a lot of that outpouring of, you know, intellectual desire and romantic uh, energy and, and all that creative energy, a lot of that came out of the darkness and the dark ages and the plague, right? And so you can see a very clear parallel between that and the darkness and like that being shut away and, you know, all these people uh, dying tragically from COVID and then this outpouring of just energy and wanting to, to build and collaborate and, and talk to each other and learn. And, uh, and yeah, so especially in, in those first couple months, you know, like late 2020, early 2021 mm-hmm. clubhouse was such a, an amazing space, man. And, and it literally was like, it was like the the university experience condensed into just a couple months, right? So it's like I went from zero in January to like a thousand in March. Just like, all right, we are we are moving. We're building projects. We're doing collaborations. Like mm-hmm. we're 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 working on our first big NFT, you know, generative project that was DBs. And so yeah, man, the amount of value that i got from those interactions the amount of friends nifty q like q all of my friends that i hang out with now this isn't a joke everybody i hang out with now i met through clubhouse everybody right so it's just like it's hard to put into words how much i love clubhouse for what it's done for this community for nifty castle but um yeah man just for all all of my friends and people that i that i now am lucky enough 
to call my friends. And the reason why Clubhouse deserves a lot of credit is because a lot of it's due to the way it was built. Because if you remember, at first you needed an invite yep. from a friend. It and so exclusive. it was it was very much well, it was exclusive, but it was it was it was built through a social graph very strategically. And so that's part of why these connections and these relationships, once like now that we're meeting everybody in real life, it's like there's something real there. It's not just like, oh, who are these randos? It's yeah. like we've built these relationships and they're they have a foundation of similar interests and values. And so that's why, again, like if you actually, you know, want to deconstruct it all, like I think Clubhouse deserves a lot of credit for being there at that time and having an incredible uh, product. Yeah, it all kind of converged at once in that timeline, man. And, and Clubhouse, shout out to them. Like they really kind of captured the zeitgeist at the moment it was happening. Uh, big shout out to the chat right now. Appreciate you guys following along. DJ Savage is saying, I'm in the OG Clubhouse gang. Got my invite from Nifty Q himself. So that's a great example yeah. of exactly yeah. the connections we're talking about. Uh, but we'll move we'll move on past Clubhouse. Big shout out to Twitter Spaces that's kind of carrying the torch now uh, as well. It's a good It's a good medium for education that didn't exist for people that got into crypto when I got into crypto. It was not... You had to go on random ass forums. It was a bitch. And to have Clubhouse and to have Twitter spaces now, the education is like exponential. So let's talk about DBs. Uh, that was your first launch under that Nifty Castle brand. You mentioned like your whole ethos in, in founding Nifty Castle. So now we're at DBs. How was that launch? How is it going since? What's going on with DBs? Yeah, man. So it's going really well. It's kind of amazing, you know, what we're building organically again. Like, you know, we're very much like the epitome of a community driven project. We have no big backers. There's no Mark Cuban. There's no platform. I'm not speaking on behalf of anybody else other than, you know, myself and, and our community. Right. And so, you know, we had these first couple collaborations with artists that we loved, like Cake Nygaard and uh, Ahmed Gaperar, like people like that. And then <clears throat> we discovered Sketchnate, who is such a special talent like i cannot emphasize enough what a creative genius like i think he is and I, I truly believe that he came into one of our early nifty castle rooms we were playing one of our games called take the throne and uh you know he's a really quiet shy guy he didn't talk much but as soon as i kind of clicked into his instagram and started checking out his art and reading uh, you know his his captions and, and and feeling his voice i was just like man this dude is talented like he's got it nobody knows it so um i just wanted to show him that i believed in him you know i bought his genesis piece tried to be his friend and then he pitched us this idea a couple weeks later called you know dbs and at the time he, he had a couple a couple traits i think he had about 60 traits and he thought he's like yeah maybe i could make a hundred of these characters or a couple hundred and we were like nah man this is bigger let's partner on this. And so over the course of about four months, we developed that project with him into what it is now, which is 3,053 cute as heck little demon babies that live on the Ethereum blockchain. They come from the planet in Tarobang. Um, there's three versions of every single character. So it's the first ever generative project where you actually get three NFTs for the price of one because there's 3,053 characters, but every single one has a winky version and an X-ray skull version. And it's also the first generative project of its size that's entirely handmade. We made over 9,000 pieces of DB's art manually. And we'll never do that again. Uh, it was a crazy thing to do, but I'm so happy that we did. And right now, you know, you can still mint at niftycastle.io, but they're almost gone. Uh, we're at like 90% sold out, over a thousand unique collectors. Um, again, entirely organically. So to me, it's like, that's the biggest accomplishment is this community that we're building of, you know, they're not just flippers. It's a bunch of artists and creators who really care about the DBs, about the Nifty Castle and what we're building long-term. And uh, yeah, so shout out to everybody in the castle, you know, friends of the castle in the DBs community. Um, y'all, y'all are everything to us. So our goal is just to, you know, sell that out and then keep building and driving as much value as we can back into the DBs with everything that, that we 
that we create. Yeah, you guys have done an awesome job. And we've touched on this multiple times uh, in this interview already. But, you know, the NFT space has changed even from six months ago and even from a year ago. And there are a lot more projects now. There's a lot more BS as well. And then within that, within this environment, you can still find teams like DBs that are doing it the right way that are doing a like super organically and it's it's just those are the projects where you're just going to see a long-term growth pattern not investment advice but a long-term growth pattern just like this up and up it's not going to be this weird ass you know huge pump and then an absolute dump by beanie and all these bigger influencers who get in and pump and dump so i appreciate what you guys are doing man so much uh one of the things that you know right before the interview we were talking about is all the other projects that are going along with dbs uh which we'll touch on here in a second but i just want to get your take on like founding uh you know this nft project dbs and what the experience has been like from a founder's perspective because there's a lot of people out there that want to build what you've been able to do so what is, what has that experience been like from a positive and negative standpoint? Yeah, man, uh, so much I want to touch on there, right? Um, first, to your to your initial point, right? Um, we're we are in this for the long term. We always have been from the jump. We've already been going at this, you know, building for a year, and we're like I literally just was able to get you know out of my full time job to dedicate to this. Like we are in this thing, and I and I think. One of the interesting things to know, right? Like we are constantly looking for ways to give back to this community. We've given away almost a thousand NFTs just in 2021. Like, and that's not a not an exaggeration. Like through all the promos, the projects and things that we're doing, like we are constantly giving things away, including a lot of DBs to, you know, friends of the castle, people that, you know, that support us, that come out to our events, that show up in the Discord. Um, and I think it's really interesting what you talked about, like that sort of long-term trajectory, right? Because as many of your audience already know, CryptoPunks, when they first launched, were being given away for free. Mm. And I think, I think that that's something that maybe is overlooked by a lot of people, right? Yes. They, they, they don't, they don't, yeah, every, uh, so many people are very focused on short-term, which is, you know, fair. It makes sense. But yeah, when you when you understand like, hey, CryptoPunks like took three years before they really heated up, like that's the kind of thing that we're trying to build, right? And I'm not saying we're gonna be the next CryptoPunks. I'm not being blase or like whatever, but but I'm thinking about that kind of long term value, right? Like, and how do we build a community there? It's like a sticky um, user base almost. You're trying to create that sticky community. Yeah, because when you mention other projects, and there's there's a lot of you know. Uh, bs and there's a lot of hype and so there you see a lot of projects that will launch and they'll just go like this and then a lot of them will just go back down like this and many of those will never actually pick back up because there wasn't ever a real community there hmm. it, it was all hype truth right so unless you have a legitimate community which we do right like there's never going to be an actual you know, user base and actual collector base, it, people were just pumping and dumping. And so that's why you see, oh man, that's so awesome. But then a lot of people just get stuck with a bag. And uh, so anyway, we're the, we're the antithesis of that. We're the opposite of, of that. We're like the anti-hype. Um, but man, to your second question, like I've always been a big believer in just, just going out and doing and learning as you go. Right. So DBs was our first big project. Um, and that is to say, like, it's been a massive learning experience. Right. So we did a lot of things incredibly right. Uh, but there were plenty of things that we learned along the way that, you know, if, if we had known, we probably would have done certain things differently. Um, one of those things, right. And so I'll, I'll just, I'm going to be totally transparent. I'm going to share some, some of the things that, you know, we've learned along the way, hopefully some of the audience, some of the people watching will take something away from this as they're building their own projects. Uh, one of the things that we learned is that, um, you need to protect your metadata on a private server. Uh, if, if it's not, if it's going to be a random mint and it doesn't like sell out immediately, you need to make sure that you've got that figured out. Right. Because one of the things that slowed us down initially was about uh, like not during the pre-sale or anything because nothing's on on IPFS. But when we first revealed, like did the did the reveal part, there was about a twenty four to forty eight hour window. We we figured out that there was somebody that you know figured out 
you know, and it's not that difficult, right? But, you know, again, we were learning uh, at the time, somebody figured out how they could go spy on the metadata and try and try and kind of snipe or cheat and, and like grab the rare DBs uh, before they came. So, you know, within about 24 to 48 hours, we figured that out and we made a big announcement and we paused the contract for a couple of days and moved our metadata onto a private server so that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a random mint and nobody can kind of like cheat and see what it is. Right. So that definitely killed some of our momentum. Uh, Cause I think we were already like over 50% sold in the first, you know, day or two. And it was, it was moving really quickly. Um, and then, so that happened and we had to shift course really quickly. Um, but obviously being transparent with the community, letting them know what happened uh, and, and just communicating clearly uh, has really helped us just continue to grow and thrive beyond that. But that was a big like learning moment where we were just like, oh man, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't know that because we hadn't done a big project like this before. Um, another one is just protecting yourself and your ideas uh, properly Um and not sharing your IP or any of your proprietary information with anybody until you've got, until you're uh, protected in writing with MNDAs or contracts or agreements, because this is, if anybody wants to hit me up offline, I will tell you, you know, the whole story and, and about who it was, because it's somebody uh, from the community, but we were basically extorted out of, out of a fair amount of money by somebody who we trusted, who was a potential investor. You know, they convinced us that they believed in DBs and in our project. And uh, and so we shared some of our proprietary information before the launch with them. And we, we figured out that they were basically taking our information and doing other things with it. And, uh, and so when they started, when they basically started trying to get us to sign over our IP rights to them, we were like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? What? This is this is not okay. We realized there's a problem. And then it was kind of already too late because we'd already shared some things with them. And so they basically started threatening us uh, that they would file like frivolous DMCAs against us to try and ruin our launch if we didn't pay them money. So like, this is the kind of stuff that is like real behind the scenes stuff that like happens in this space. Mm -hmm. So be very, very careful who you trust, who you share your information with, because when you're building something cool, everybody's gonna wanna be part of that. And and you guys, you just gotta make sure you protect yourself. Get a lawyer if, if you're gonna be yeah. doing these big projects. And and yeah. You've got Witchy GF, you've got uh, Rob Boss Dow, you're doing Art Start Now, which I fucking love, by the way. Like you guys are doing a great job on the network. But uh, let's touch on like anything you want to lastly hit with DBs. I know you guys have a hackathon that's that's about to you know come to fruition here. But let's touch on DBs and then let's move on. Yeah, man. Uh, so DBs again, like we're about to do a 24-hour room. So one of the things that we love to do, and this actually comes full circle back to the clubhouse thing, right? Because at at the beginning when that was all like everybody was so into that and so invested. Um, we would stay up all night together. Like we would be up at four in the morning and people would be whispering like, so then, so then you, you install your MetaMask wallet and then you transfer your Ethereum <laughs> to your MetaMask. You know what? It's like, like literally we were just learning and building together in that sort of like cool uh, sleepover vibe. We wanted to bring that back. And so we did the first 24 hour hackathon, which is like a hackathon, but of course, you know, DBs are from uh, the fires of heck on the planet of terror bang. So everything's heck with the DBs, but um, we did our first 24 hour hackathon on clubhouse recently and it was awesome. So we're doing our second one. It's a, it's a very merry heckmas uh, hackathon actually tomorrow, which is Tuesday. It'll start at 10 AM on clubhouse in the nifty castle and it's going to go for at least 24 hours the last one went for about 25 or 26 hours and we're going to be minting dbs sharing music holiday vibes and also doing again like a ton of giveaways we got a bunch of friends uh i think shroom bits is doing a giveaway in that room uh friendly kruger is doing a giveaway 5000 space aliens hands up like carrie ross we've got all these dope artists from the community and projects that are donating their NFTs to make this a dope experience. And uh, so we're going to be doing a ton of giveaways in there. And yeah, so the goal is, again, we're going to be minting DBs and we're, we're aiming to get it sold out 
uh, by Christmas. Um, so hopefully it's a very Merry Heckmas, uh, for all of us. Um, and yeah, man, there's a bunch of utility with that project. I definitely recommend you you check it out at niftycastle.io. Um, there's still some right now, uh, pretty cheap on the secondary market because it isn't 100% 100% sold out yet. So there's some paper hands on OpenSea if you want to go snag some there too, um, which I definitely recommend because Witchy GF, which you mentioned, is in development and aiming to launch in February. Mm-hmm. And Witchy GF is the expansion on the world of DBs, on the world of Illustrator, Sketchnate, the creative genius, the creator of the DBs. Um, and there's going to be a ton of utilities for DBs hodlers in the witchy GF, right? So we're actually working on our own game. Uh, so, you know, play to earn game. That's, that's what we're aiming for. We're also aiming that all witchy GFs are animated. So we're building out a whole pipeline of 6,666 incredible witchy GFs. Uh, and that's actually the first time that we've shared like those details, I think anywhere, I don't even think we've said the amount, but yeah. So here you go. go exclusive exclusive for for q and the lads it's going to be 6666 witchy gfs uh, mint price is going to be 0. 0.0666 and we're going to launch that in probably late february we've got uh, a, an actual launch date tbd uh to be named to be said in the next week or two and yeah uh the dbs are going to play a big role and there's going to be a lot of utilities just for dbs in that project as well um, so yeah, man, you can check that out at niftycastle.io as well and get on the witch list mm. now. That's the wait list, the early access. First early access wave uh, is happening now at niftycastle.io slash WGF for witchy GF. Um, get on it. And uh, yeah, man, I, I just love being here with you, bro. And, and I'm so excited to be doing Art Start now. And uh, it's going to be a massive year, 2022. Yeah, 2022. We said 2021 was the year of the NFT, but 22 is going to be like this awesome I don't I don't even know like evolution. It's we're going to go from like Charmander to what I I can't even remember yeah, the next Charizard. one. Char, not Char, there's one in between. There's there's definitely one in between, but we'll we'll say Charizard. Evolving to Charizard for sure. NFTs in 2022. Uh, I got a couple questions ab- about Witchy GF and would love to get the lads on that white list as well, that witch list, uh, if you will. But real quick, man, I know you've probably said this like in public before, but what's with like the satanic like point zero six 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 Witchy GF DBs he- yeah. heck? What's the? So I, yeah, it's it's a great question, and I actually want to make a clear distinction because it's not satanic. It's not it's not biblical or or anything like that it's it's demonic in a, in a cute sort of like friendly edgy cool way right and i think that that's just it's a certain sort of uh style that i think you know me especially in high school and you know college you know i really love that sort of uh subcultural it's, it's, it's about like subculture and art and like just wanting to create something that's, you know, maybe a little bit different or, uh, you know, um, outside, outside of like the normal structures of, you know, belief structures and institutions, like let's go do something a little bit different and creative and and maybe a little weird, you know what I mean? And so I think, uh, you know, sketch Nate, a lot of his style, it's, and and again, it's very inspired by like skateboarding culture too. And that sort of like uh, subculture, um, I think, you know, we just love that sort of artsy, edgy, you know, like tattoos and, uh, you know, greasy kind of like artists, you know, that that's what that. Witchy GF is. And so, you know, Witchy GF is actually very much focused on empowering female artists. And, uh, so we're actually very excited to be adding more women to the team and, uh, and we're going to be launching an all female artist initiative, uh, with Witchy Jeff as well, like an invitational where we actually promote an event and feature a bunch of female artists around the Witchy Jeff launch. And so, yeah, I think it's just, uh, it's about having fun with um, maybe the unexpected, not what's normal in culture and society and kind of like poking fun. Uh, and like, you know, it's kind of fun to offend people too a little bit, right? Um, so some people get it, some people don't, and it's, it's not for everybody. 
No, I understand that. Yeah, there's like a there's like you said an edge to it. It's not like your typical cartoon character PFP. It's it's got itself its own unique kind of vibe. So definitely love what you're doing with that. The last thing I will say about DBs, uh, I got some. We met in NFT NYC, of course, and I was able to get a T-shirt. You can see the skateboard right behind you as well. So there's like a lot of physical assets that you're doing as well, along with yeah, bring that bad boy up here. Love to see that, man. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah see, it's, it's not hell. It's not biblical, right? We're just having fun with all these tropes. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, de it's demonic because uh, as humans, you know, we don't have better, uh, a better way to explain what these little creatures are from, you know, from the planet in Terabang. Um, but yeah, man, we love it. We were the first. So this is actually a one of one, right? So these are like, we created over a hundred total unique one of one skateboard designs for DBs uh, collectors around the launch that have their DBs on them. Um, and also DBs is the first ever NFT project to sponsor skaters, to have a skate team. So that's a whole other thing that we could get into as well. But yeah, man. Um, the, the fidgetal, the fidgetal aspect of everything is super exciting. Digital, okay. I go digiphysical, but you, I like, I like a little bit of fidgetal action going on here. Yeah. All right. So, so real quick, man, uh, we do have like, I would say about 15 minutes left, uh, in this episode. I want to talk about Rob Boss Dow. Uh, if you guys didn't know, you know, again, we, me and uh, GIF met up in NFT NYC. We've been, you know, collaborating for a little while. So it was dope to see him on the streets of NYC with Whoa Boy. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see Lola, but I definitely want to uh, meet her uh, at the next event, of course. But we actually went to the Oni Force party and I was outside and I just didn't get the ticket. I, I all this bullshit was going on. And so GIF is there at the door with this chick who's who's trying to like let people in basically bouncing and she's looking over at me and she's like that guy's not getting in and gif is like yo you have to let my guy nifty q in i eventually got in and that was just a fun night all around but just this focus on events man i want to get your take on the nft space and events and then rob boss dow uh it, it like is an evolution of that yeah so first of all that chick, her name is Taylor Starr, and she is amazing. Shout out Taylor Starr and the whole Ethereals fam, uh, the Oni fam, and the Frogland fam. So yeah, so Boonie Land, that was, a, that was an incredible event that they threw together in NFT NYC where, yeah, we got to chill and Ronan. There's so many, like we could go through a list. That was an yeah. amazing night. But yeah, Taylor Starr was the homie who, who got you in. Uh, appreciate you. Um, oh, yeah. And Me too. yeah, man. So between like NFT NYC and Art Basel Miami, um, I just realized that there's a massive opportunity at these destination NFT events. And what I've learned from watching you know, my friends in the pizza DAO, right? Shout out rare pizzas is that you can do really, really big things with DAOs. If you have a very singular, simple community-based need that you're trying to, to solve for. Right. And so like rare pizzas, I think did this brilliantly because they're just like, Hey, pizza's great. Everybody loves pizza. Wouldn't it be awesome if pizza was free? And it's like, that's it. Like, that's the concept of, of their entire project and the DAO. But with that, they've been able to feed people in like 60 plus countries or something already. You know what I mean? So it's just like having a very specific com community-based need. I think DAOs can uniquely, you know, help solve for those things right now. So I'm not a DAO expert. I'm quickly learning, but I've been paying attention over the last year. And that's my belief is that if you have a very singular focus, they can be really powerful tools. And so for me, again, I realized that, okay, there's this circuit, this NFT circuit of events that started up, uh, especially in the second half of 2021, and it appears to be speeding up and going international. And again, being at these events is a massive opportunity uh, that not everybody can afford to be at. So, you know, I'm, blessed and lucky enough to have been able to go to NFT NYC and our Basel and meet you and meet, you know, some of the lads and, and, and a bunch more of our friends from the Nifty Castle community in person. 
a lot of people can't afford, you know, to, to do that kind of destination travel and be at those important events where they get to make those meaningful connections. And so the Rob Boss DAO started organically out of, you know, some of our just our chat channels in NFT NYC and then, you know, subsequently Miami. Um, but yeah, it was just sharing alpha, sharing events, sharing lists, all of us trying to coordinate and hang out together around these events. Uh, I, I just said like, hey, we've already got this tight knit crew let's see if we can keep building this incredible community together and sponsor some of these events, sponsor some travel for deserving uh, people and projects, right? So it's not just about uh, indulgent partying. It's about uh, how do we curate incredible spaces for creators that want to make positive change, right? Mm -hmm. How do we have a good time, but do it with a purpose? Uh, so the Rob Boss DAO is something that we've been working on and we're getting ready to launch like in the next week. So it's going to be robboss.io. You can already follow Rob Boss DAO on Twitter. We just got that going. Um, and we've been working away in, in the background on our first DAO. Um, it's, it's, it's partnered with the Nifty Castle, but it's, a, it's its own thing, right? Um, and so again, you know, we're going to be using that hopefully to in 2022 and beyond have a presence at you know a handful or more of these big destination NFT events, um, and hopefully create create opportunities for awesome community projects and artists that we think deserve to be there and 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 are doing really really uh, important work. Um, so that's kind of the high level concept and how it came about, man. But but yeah, that's the hope is that we can continue to build on what we're doing and some of the good parts of this community uh, through all those, those big opportunities and, and support, support projects that we think uh, deserve it. I love what you talked about uh, early in that, this conversation uh, with DAOs, which is let's have a singular purpose and really what someone can get involved with now. Cause I've been on a few of these calls already. What someone can get involved with now is essentially networking with other creators at these events. So what do you got? So with this launch, uh, I know there is potentially a token as well. Like what could someone listening to right now that isn't familiar with Rob Boss Dow, like what is the next step for them just to follow the Twitter and, and kind of follow these announcements? Yes, sir. Yeah. Follow the Twitter because that's where that's the first place that we're going to be announcing. Um, and then within the next couple of days, we're going to launch the, you know, temporary, you know, first website with the with the wait list. Right, so you can get on the waitlist for the access token, uh, which is going to be something really dope that we're working on. You know, think kind of like an art block style generative dynamic art project. Uh, we can't, you know, I'm not going to share too many details just yet, but you'll you'll see it very soon in the next couple of days on robboss.io. Um, and yeah, so get on get on the waitlist for the access token, because we're going to be launching that mint pass in January. Like we're moving really quick to get the initial mint pass uh, and the access tokens out. Uh, so get on the wait list at robboss.io, follow robboss.dow on Twitter and look out for that uh, dropping this week. And, uh, and then, yeah, look out for more updates coming on the access token and also the governance token, as you mentioned. So part of a DAO, um, you know, some of your audience may be familiar with what ENS domains have done, right? It's like by owning ENS domains, you then are able to claim ENS uh, tokens, ENS coin, right? Their, their, own, uh, their own cryptocurrency and governance token, which allows you to participate in, in the decision-making process of ENS domains and everything that they're building. So similar to that, we're going to have a lot of decision-making around events, around what kind of events, where we should be throwing events, who should be at those events, any type of budgetary initiatives and communities that like we should be supporting. Like You're going to be able to have input on that and say, hey, I think that these artists or these communities uh, should be part of this or, you know, at these events. Um, and then also, you know, we'll be building out our own economy around the events and, you know, NFTs and merch and all these other things as well um, with that governance token. But, but yeah, man, uh, we're, we're currently aiming to have our first uh, Rob Boss Dow, you know, uh, event in like April, May of next year. So we're already starting to plan uh, towards that. 
Uh, so yeah, if, if we watch them in pass in January, like get in on that because starting in like April, May, there's going to be uh, hopefully at least three, four, maybe five different events uh, throughout 2022. Man, I love this conversation. We could have a Dow convo for like the next 30 minutes and talk about how cool they are. But yeah. I just want to focus in on that, that quote that you just had earlier. Like I said, I, I just love it. Like it's, 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 Basically, if you have a singular purpose and it's not so broad, you can use a DAO as a tool to coordinate from everywhere, right? So from, from if you're in Miami and another guy's in Cali or another and another chick's in New York, you guys can coordinate around a singular purpose very easily with all these really cool features that come with tokens and all these. I, it's just a bonkers conversation that we'll have to leave for another time, man. Uh, all right. Anything else before we kind of jump out of here? Uh, I had one more question uh, and I want to open it up to the community and chat as well. If you guys have any questions for GIF, let me know. Did we miss anything, bro? You got like two whitelists going, you got DBs going, you, you're just doing a bunch of shit. I don't know how you get it all done, but did we miss anything in this convo? Man, I feel like we covered so much. Um, no, I, I want to take a step back and, and unless there's any, like, I'm happy to sit here and answer questions from the community. Cause like, that's super important to me. So if, if there's any questions in the comments, I'd love to answer those, but otherwise I'm just going to say, you know, definitely get your DBs while you can, cause they're going to sell out in the next week or two. And then we're going to keep building. We're, we're going to do a billboard campaign in some major cities in the U S like we've got some other things. We've got the skate team heating up. Uh, we got some big things uh, cooking with DBs. Um, so those are at niftycastle.io as always, but I wanted to take a step back and like talk about one of your first sort of questions and points about getting involved. And um, you mentioned also, you know, NFTs in Hollywood. And I think uh, one of the, one of the cool things that I just found out last night, talking to a friend of mine in the space, who's uh, his name's living with Will, who a lot of people might know from clubhouse and, you know, a lot of other things, Twitter spaces. Now he's doing it big, but uh the first time that I got to meet any of these people off Clubhouse uh, or any of these people from the NFT space was at a small gallery event in Hollywood on Melrose. And it was during the summer of 2021 uh, and living with Will put it on. He organized the whole thing. And it was this amazing, you know, again, it was just a small gallery event, but it was this this amazing time of everybody meeting people for the first time uh, and coming together. And, and what he realized is that some other people pointed out is that that was the first ever NFT gallery in Hollywood. So literally, you know, we were all part of, you know, a little piece of history there being at that first ever NFT gallery in Hollywood with living with Will and, you know, Warhoddle and JR and, and, you know, Camille and like all these amazing artists, Keith Botha, who just got married, who, who stole my Gabe Weiss skateboard on that day. But, you know, now we're like best friends forever. Um, but yeah, man, it's like that moment of meeting everybody for the first time and realizing that like, Oh, these are like real friends. Uh, and like, this is a whole new thing that I, that I really want to be part of. Um, yeah, man, it, I just wanted to call that out and shout out living with Will, uh, for first ever NFT gallery event in Hollywood that brought so many of us together again. Like these are now like some of my closest friends and people that I hang out with at all these amazing events. We need to like immortalize all of those photos from that day, man, because that's like such a cool moment to have it there in Hollywood. He, so he has uh, like the first episode of his show, like he captured it all. Like that's what he does. You know, he, he's a documentarian and an entertainer and a media personality and he's shooting all of this man. Uh, and also, you know what, actually this reminds me the, the most recent episode of art start now that just went live He's in that yep. there's an intro segment that was produced beautifully by Lola Menthol. Y'all have to go check it out because you'll see some of the behind the scenes of, you know, our first ever brunch in Miami. Again, this was like a big inspiration for what Rob Boss Dow is all about. And so that intro segment, like the first five minutes or so of this, uh, of the last episode of Art Start Now with Faith Fetish as the artist Go watch that, man, because it's awesome. That's what Living with Will is all about. That's what Lola Menthol is all about and the Nifty Castle and Rob Boss and everything, man. You'll, you'll, you'll get the vibe. Uh, it's, just, it's just good vibes, good food, good people, man. That's what it's about. 
Yeah, this most recent episode of Art Start Now, I just linked in the chat, so definitely check that out. I mean, I was vibing with the whole thing, man. Like, it's it's often tough because we're such a live-based network, but it's tough to, like, capture someone's attention in 2021 for a full hour, full like a 30-minute thing. Like, we're just so ADHD now, and I was glued to it the whole time, man, because that starting off with that my, uh, Art Basel recap was so sick, and uh, you guys need to check that out for sure. Um, so I am... Pretty much, I think we're, we're almost wrapping up this uh, conversation. I had one quick question. Gift Dead, what, is that, what does that come from? Like, where, 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 where is the name? I need the name origin right now. Yeah, well, it's, it's a pun on Gifted, which, you know, some people, some people get it, some people don't. And that's part of what's fun. It's, it's like good art. It's open to interpretation, right? Like, it could be, it could be GIF. It could be Gifted. It could be whatever you want it to be. And I, I like that. That's part of what I, what resonated with me is that sort of built-in fun controversy uh, is that some people say GIF, some people say GIF. Um, but yeah, man, it came from me spending months alone uh, in, in Redwood City in a tiny room trying to figure out who I was as a solo experimental artist. And so after months of like, because branding's hard. I like, again, I've been working in branding and marketing for a long time and I've been in a bunch of bands, you know, doing music growing up. As you know, branding and creating something totally new, a new idea that nobody's come up with is a very hard thing. Mm-hmm. And so when I was younger, because I was the, you know, weird creative ADD boy, I was put into gifted and talented classes. And so, you know, that's where I started to realize that I was like, oh, I'm over here, like thinking, you know, a little bit different than some other people and, and trying to, to focus on my creativity. Um, and so that kind of through line of, of the gifted and talented, and then finding gift dead and realizing that nobody had ever thought of it because I, I searched everywhere. Mm-hmm. Nobody had it. Gifted.com, gifted.net, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it was, it didn't exist yet. And so I said, all right, that's me. And, uh, and part of, part of, uh, Part of it too was, you know, five years ago, realizing that eventually our digital lives were going to, were going to matter more, which is what, you know, I was right about that, right? We're now entering the metaverse and, and, you know, these monikers and these digital personas are becoming more and more valuable. So that real estate that I started, you know, building on back then is now, is now something. And I'm so, I'm so grateful and happy about that, man. And, and yeah, I just appreciate the question and the interest, bro. Dude, that's a that's a very sick clip that we just have for the last two minutes. That explanation of how things are changing and some creating something that could be uniquely yours in this new environment in this new metaverse, that is absolutely sick, man. And I think that's the you you mentioned like the parallels between the Renaissance and the plague earlier, talking about coronavirus leading to what we're kind of having now. That's the craziest thing to me that I think about maybe once a week is like, what were we doing before all this? You know, like that's, it's, it's impossible to even recollect your life before what we're doing now. And it's just, it's, it's a cool experience. I'm glad we're doing it together. man. Yeah, dude, man. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate the lads, yo, shout out everybody uh, that's been hanging out our vibe, our tribe, man. I am so incredibly thankful and excited to be part of what you're building uh, with lad city and, and helping, to grow that uh in 2022 man so yeah thank you dude i'm so excited that i got to meet you absolutely man it, same to you uh and we'll definitely log off here uh with these good vibes that we're feeling uh guys appreciate you stopping by the nifty q show today we had gift dead he was talking pretty much all of the projects he's building i don't know how he has time in the day to do all of it but if you want to catch it out catch him in like any of the twitter spheres or clubhouse or any type of thing all in the description below. I'll link it there. Shout out to the DBs. <laughs> All right, guys. We are taking off. I'll see you next time.